We're really excited today. Has, hasn't the weather been great? Yeah. So I decided that I would go to the beach straight after church today. Head off. Is that all right? So I came prepared. No, we've got baptisms today. How good's that? Water baptisms. So we've got a couple of people that are going to get baptized today. So I'm just preparing myself. Um, it's not how I normally dress if you're new. Um, although if you want to come to church like this, we don't care. You're more than welcome to. Um, but it's great. It's great. And thanks, Ashok. It's a great communion. And uh, uh, it's really interesting with baptism. Uh, baptism is what we call one of the sacraments that Jesus left us with. There's two sacraments. The first one was communion that we've shared together this morning. And the second one is baptism. Now, if you don't know what sacraments are, what, what does sacrament mean? Basically, it means a sacred command. That Jesus gave his disciples a sacred command for them to follow. And the first one is, baptism, uh, is communion that Ashok shared today, that Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Remember what I've done for you. Remember that I shed my blood and gave my body so that you could be forgiven for sins and be made whole again or in other words be brought back into relationship with God again and the other commandment he gave his disciples was the, the commandment of baptism which he, he gave when he gave the great commission when he said go into all the world and preach the gospel and, and, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit making disciples in the name of the baptize them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit so that's exciting. The first sacrament, communion, reminds us of what Jesus has done to bring us back into relationship with God. But the second sacrament that we're going to do in just a moment is when we declare our faith in God. And the incredible imagery of baptism is that this imagery that life can only come through death. And I'll explain that a little bit more in a moment, but I just want us to pray before I share with you about baptism. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for today. I thank you for your church here in the Port Church on the Lefevre Peninsula. But I also thank you for your church universal that's even meeting right across this world in this next 24 hours or so. And I just pray that the fundamental belief that we have and the fun fundamental sacraments that we have of communion and, and baptism remind us of the great gifts you have given us. The gift of your life, but the gift of, your, of having relationship with you where we can experience your love unhindered. And we thank you for that, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So symbolically, baptism... It's a, it's a, you might think this is a bit absurd. What's the point of someone being put in water, put underneath water and raised up again? What on earth is going in? Well, it's very symbolic and the picture that baptism, water baptism gives us is that of a water grave. So in other words, you were living one way and then you chose to give your life to God and as you gave your life to God, you turned away from your old life, said goodbye to that, and God resurrected you to new life. 
And the truth is, water water baptism is a narrative that can help keep our faith pure because it reminds us of what our faith is all about. That once we were one way, we lived one way, but now God has resurrected us to a new way, a better way, his way. And real life is only discovered when we accept what Jesus has done for us and die to our old life. And so when these people go down under the water, that's what they're representing, that I am dead to my old life. Jesus' own life is a perfect example of this. Think about it. He became weak so that we could become strong. It's very simple. Jesus left heaven. The Bible says that he laid aside his divinity. He put aside his divinity and became one of us. He became human. He humbled himself even to the point of dying on a cross. So in in his human form, in his weakness, he went to a cross and ultimately died for us. And then in that act, he showed us what is possible when we put our full trust in God. Isn't that right? Because we know the story that God resurrected him to a new life, but even greater in doing so, he restored new life to all of us. That, he, that all of us would have access to this new life. This idea of, of dying and weakness and becoming strong and being resurrected is, is a theme that goes throughout Christianity. And Paul describes it this way in 2 Corinthians 12.9, a scripture that we use a lot in this church because I think we're all very aware of our weakness. Amen? But God said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul goes on to say, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. This, in essence, is the principle of baptism. What God did in Jesus' life, he wants to do in our lives. I'll say that again. What we're doing when we get baptised is we're acknowledging that what God did in Jesus' life, he wants to do in our lives. So as we lay down our old lives symbolically, by going under the water and accept what Jesus has done for us, God, by his grace, raises us up in his strength and power and resurrects us to a new life with purpose and power in him. How good is that? This concept of death and resurrection is everywhere in, our, in the Bible and, and even in our world. Uh, as you all are aware, I like gardening. And um, even just yesterday in the garden group, we did this incredible thing. We took a seed and we put it in the ground, put it in a grave, covered it with soil. And we know that we have a hope that that plant will come to life, don't we? In that simple picture of a seed going into the ground, being buried, covered with dirt, we don't know what on earth triggered because you can have a seed out of the ground and it does nothing nothing happens but God has imprinted something in that seed and once it's in a nice dark covered over place you add a bit of water and boom there's life 
And this is the concept that God, that sometimes it takes us laying down our life for us to discover life. Think about that for a moment. Sometimes it takes us laying down our life for one another and for God for us to discover real life. Throughout the Old Testament, there's picture after picture of this idea of water baptism, water baptism, death to life. We have the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. What do they go through to get out of Egypt to get through to the desert and the promised land? They have to go through water. They have to go through the Red Sea. And God parts the water and it's a symbolic picture of baptism to come. That God would take us, that they're dying to their old life in Egypt, never turning back and going forward to the promised land. Throughout the, Ashok shared the story of David this morning. What, at what point did David come in the pecking order of his family? Last. But God raised up the last to be the king of Israel. Through, over and over again it happens. Gideon was the, from the smallest tribe, the least tribe, and he was the youngest of his family, and, his, and God raised him up to save Israel. This idea that from weakness and from death and laying yourself down, that God would resurrect us. The obvious story of Noah's ark. The ark had to go through the waters, and then new life came. So we need to understand, it's really important that we understand though, that in that water over there, there is no such thing as holy water. We haven't filled it up, we haven't gone to some place and found holy water and filled it up, and that if, when you hit that water, something magical happens, and, and oh, I'm a, I'm a new person type of thing. It's, there's nothing magical about baptism in that way. It's not like the water does something to us. But it's not about that. It's about the act of our faith. And the people who are getting baptized today are acting on the faith that they have in God and saying we are being obedient. We're making a choice and a decision with the right intent and we're choosing to get baptized in faith, acknowledging what God has done for us. And we believe in that act of faith that God imparts to them. So very simply, James tells us that faith without works is dead. And so the act of baptism is a work of faith. They were saying we acknowledge what God has done. And the incredible thing, so many times that I've baptized people that it has been a significant moment in their life where in, as they act out their faith, that God does something incredible in their life to let them know that it's a defining moment for them. So what we do in our visible can have a credible effect in the invisible. Isn't that right? So let's talk about a few things, why baptism is so important. So why should we get baptised? Why is it important? Number one, we, when we get baptised, we are identifying with Jesus. So what people are doing when they get baptised, what these guys are going to do today when they get baptised is they are acknowledging that now their identity is no longer rooted in themselves, but it is now rooted in Jesus. What I mean by that is that before we knew Jesus, our world literally revolved around ourselves. Isn't that right? That everything we did was for me, me, me. Everything we did was about me, me, me. Or, or even if we 
had things like sport or business or making money or those things looking good as a priority, it was all about me, what I get out of it. But when we identify ourselves with Jesus through baptism, what we are saying is that Jesus' story is now my story. Do you get that? My story is no longer about Ben. My story is now about Jesus. So I identify myself and I gain my value and my, my identity in Christ. My identity is no longer rooted in my name or my family name or who I belong to here on earth. My identity is no longer uh, rooted in my success or lack of success. So my identity is no longer rooted in how I look, whether I look good or bad or whatever you think in between. My identity is now rooted in Jesus Christ. And as I get baptised, I'm following in his footsteps. And so I'm I'm being obedient to what he did. And so my first step to becoming more like Christ is literally to do this crazy ritual called water baptism, where we jump in the water and we put you under. And depending on how deep your sin is, we hold you longer. No, that's not true. It's got nothing to do with that. But we put you under and we raise you up and it's like crazy act. But in it is there's an identity with Christ because that's exactly what Jesus did for us. He died, came to earth, became one of us, died and rose again. And now he says, I want you to share in me, become a part of me. This is... This is the simple thing. We are now aligning ourselves with Jesus. Saying, once my identity came from other things, but now my identity is in Jesus. The second thing we discover is that we are accepting what Jesus has done for us. So what we're doing in this moment is we're acknowledging and accepting publicly that we have received something that we didn't deserve. The Bible says, you know, we're all sinners. We all fall short of God's glory. That's the reality of it. And, And in baptism, we are acknowledging that, that I need to do this because I'm not worthy in that way. And it's really interesting, in some churches, and even churches I've been a part of in the past, would not let people get baptized until they could prove their faith. Uh, so it was like, unless you are living this sort of life, then you, we, we can't tell whether you're actually following Jesus. And I, I realise that we need to understand that baptism is not a medal of honour. It's not a, like a merit badge. It's not like the scouts. Like I've done my read the Bible um, badge, so I stick that on my chest. I've done my praying badge, stick that. Oh, now my water baptism badge... I've got a water baptism badge. I've earned it. I've done everything required. The Bible is very clear. In the early church, when people got baptised, they got baptised as soon as they became Christians. Day of Pentecost. Think about it. 3,000, and it said they baptised 3,000 in that day. Did they go through them and go, hey, um, is your life right with God? Have you got everything sorted out? Are you cleaned up that spot in your life? Have you fixed up that? No. They baptised them in faith. And they were baptising them into the fact that I accept that God 
has accepted me. I'm accepting that God has accepted me. I'm, I'm not accepting that I have to prove myself that God is for God to accept me. No, God has accepted me. Why? Because of what Jesus has done. Jesus makes us holy. Jesus makes us clean. Jesus makes us right with God. And we, by faith, accept that. And we do that, yes, by confessing with our mouth and believing in our heart that Jesus is God. And that's how we are saved. We are brought into relationship with God. And then baptism is an obedient act of faith to say, I acknowledge that I was dead and now I'm alive again. Isn't that cool? We will never be worthy enough to get baptised. But that's exactly why Jesus died, so that we could be saved. Water baptism symbolises so powerfully God's type of love and grace. Because we are receiving the privilege of being identified with Jesus and we have done nothing to deserve it or earn it. And in our act of humility, saying, God, I accept what you've done for me and I acknowledge my weakness and my lack, God's grace transforms our lives. Amen? One last thing about why we should get baptised is that it reminds us that we are all equal. And another way I'd put it is it levels the playing field. Because the fact is, this water grave is the pathway for all of us. No one gets to skip it. Now, you don't need to be baptised to be a Christian. That's a, that's a fact. The, all you need to be a Christian is to confess your faith in Jesus Christ and confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Bible tells us. But baptiz- baptism is that faith step of obedience to say, because Jesus was baptised, now I obey him and I follow in his footsteps. And, and this is the thing. No one gets out of it. Like some people do um, because of different circumstances, but the reality is it's available to all of us the same. It's the great leveller. So just because you know more about God doesn't mean you shouldn't get baptised. Oh, you know, I'm pretty spiritual. I've become a Christian. I've read my Bible. I've prayed. I so I don't really think I need to get baptised. If it was good enough for Jesus guess what? It's good enough for you. If Jesus, the one who was without sin, decided to get baptised, to acknowledge what God was going to do in his life, that he would be buried and rise again, then the same goes for us, that we would acknowledge that God has done the same for our life. And it's the same for all of us, no matter who we are or what we've done. So at the same time, as I've said, it doesn't matter how bad you are, it, it doesn't matter. It levels the playing field. No matter how good or how bad, we all should get baptised. At the end of the day, it, the, as I said, baptism is the starting point of a life of obedience to God. And, and as I've said, baptism summarises the Christian story so well. It's very simple in its imagery. It's a picture of Jesus coming to this world, being crucified, buried and raised again from the dead but at the same time it's a picture of you and me living a life outside God coming back to God giving our lives to him 
and then being raised again to a new life in Jesus Christ. And this is the other incredible picture that it is. It's also a, a promise to us. It's this promise to us that one day we will die physically. But guess what? That's not the end. You will be raised again to eternal life. So it gives us that promise as well when we get baptised and reminds us of what God is doing. And so the truth is there's a reason why it's a water grave. It's because the only way to life is through death. That's the central story of the Christian faith. Jesus explains it like this to his disciples in Matthew 16. When he said to them, If anyone desires to come after me, let him or her deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. This is the essence of Christianity. That we live a faith that is about giving of ourselves. So to put it simply, Jesus wants us to embrace his death so that we can have his life. But at that same moment as we, we have to also embrace our own death so that we can have new life. We will only know God's strength, his all-sufficient grace, when we acknowledge our weakness and embrace our need for him. And that's what we're going to do today with these two people. They're going to come and acknowledge that, hey, I was doing life one way, but I've chosen to do life God's way. And in doing that, I'm embracing this concept of living a life that I laid down for God and for others. And in doing that, we find God's truth and God's life and God's hope and God's purpose and his power because his grace is sufficient for us. Amen. I'm going to invite Andrea and Brenton up to come up, introduce them to you guys, if in case you don't know them. This is An Andrea Stigling. Is that right? Perhaps that's right. Close enough. Close enough. And Brenton Bunting, who we've know around the traps. He's been around here for a little while, and Andrea as well. And these two have made a decision that they want to get baptised. They want to acknowledge what Jesus has done for them, and that they want to follow him uh, in the same way that they would say goodbye to their old life and acknowledge the new life that God has given them. Isn't that cool? So why don't we all stand? We're going to pray. And pray for these two. And, uh, and then we're going to go over to the tank and dunk them. All right. Why don't you reach your hands forward? If Lord God, I thank you for these two beautiful people who have acknowledged their need for you in their life and and made that step to follow you with everything they have. And they know that part of that step is obeying you through the waters of baptism. And that this step would be another step in the journey of you revealing your fullness to them. That they would draw closer to you and as they draw closer to you, you would come and show them more of you. Even more of your plan and purpose for their life and, and the, the desire you have for them.
to live a life that honours you with everything they have. Lord God, I thank you for their honesty and openness and willingness to do this. And I pray that, as your word says, as they humble themselves, that you would give them the grace that they need because your grace is sufficient for them and will help them through all things. In Jesus' name, amen.